0: Hey, Paul. Welcome back, man. How you doing?
1: Good, man. You see my tan?
0: Yeah, you've been on the boat, haven't you? Yep, I was on the boat yesterday for probably five and a half hours in the sun. Oh, nice. Great. You didn't wear a hat? No. You always wear a hat when we record these podcasts.
1: Yeah, I've got it right here, but now that i found a barber that knows how to cut <laughs> hair, uh, yeah. I'm not, you know...
0: Alright, hopefully he's I'm not shy listening. shy about it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, well, I uh, I did not go on a boat, but I spent the weekend driving a, a Corvette Stingray. So those new body styles. So I had my birthday this weekend, and Hannah surprised me by renting a Corvette for the day for me. Super thoughtful.
1: Very. And she that's...
0: and she had to do it like two months ago. She had to reserve it yeah. two months ago because my birthday fell on a Saturday, which is right. You know, tough to get those. Yep. I'm like. She and then her her birthday is only a week after mine, so she always sets the bar way up here. She really sets it way too high for me, but you know she challenges me.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's solid. So Hannah, good on you. I approve. Yeah.
0: But I spent you know like a couple hours giving all the kids rides in it, so it burned half a tank just giving kids rides. And and the neighbor the neighbor came over and wanted a ride, so we uh I got yelled at by some some uh, lady walking the neighborhood. I she started. Yelling at me and I, I, was like, I can't hear you. The engine's too loud. And I just took off. So, <laughs> uh, it's uh, so funny. yeah, it was a good time. And then you, uh, you made a little purchase over the weekend too, didn't you?
1: I did. Yeah, I have wanted one of the new uh, Dodge Challengers since 2008 when they came out, and then the Hellcat came out in 2015, and then the Hellcat, you know, then the Demon came out, and then the Hellcat Red, and all these, you know. And I was like, and recently they they stopped making the manual transmission and that's what I want. I want a manual transmission because that's how I roll. Yeah. And I found one that kind of met my specs and uh, lo- very low mileage car. It's got 7,400 miles. It's 2019. It's
0: pristine. Uh, so I'm going to pick up that tomorrow. And you're paying cash, right? You're, you're, you're paying cash like a good boy right out of your checking account? Yes, no, no. of
1: course not. <laughs> nope, no, actually, uh, kind of like the land we bought for our retirement home in Tennessee. We're using just some passive income that we already have generated uh, to make, I'm taking out an 84-month note, mm-hmm. and I'm using that passive income to pay that note.
0: Yep, cool. that's exactly what I did for the truck. So you live within your means on your active income, and the passive income is just extra. You can actually go buy your fifth car or whatever it is by now. Like Paul's a huge car guy. Um, I like cars. I don't care to learn anything about them. Honestly, I just want to drive them. So, But if you want to talk cars, call Paul. He will be happy to just... <laughs> You and Chad go on about cars forever. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah, we
1: talked a lot about it. He had a lot to do with this.
0: Oh really? Yeah, that's funny. yes. Yeah, yeah. I Sounds consulted. Right.
1: I consulted with him over it. So yeah,
0: nice. Uh, that's what it's all about, man. Consulting with other people with maybe more knowledge than you in a specific area and f- coming up with the best, con- you know, result for you. So yep. Yeah, nice. No arrival syndrome there when it comes to cars for you. Nope. So well, this. Today's episode is going to be kind of fun. So, and I don't know. Maybe you remember how we stumbled upon the the subject matter of Walter White.
1: Yeah, I think I, I literally think I was just on Facebook one night, and I was getting you know just flipping through, and I saw a meme with his face, with his black hat, right, and uh, and it just occurred to me like, man, if Walter White had, had 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 life insurance, he wouldn't have had to cook meth.
0: <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and you mentioned that, I think, after we recorded our last episode, episode 19 on economic uncertainty. Mm-hmm. But this is, like, there's more uncertainty in life than just economic. And Walter White's a perfect example of somebody who, so maybe not everybody. What's on unpack Walter yeah, White, like,
1: for those who didn't watch the show? Like, Tammy has no idea who Walter White is. Really? Right. Okay.
0: Nope. So one of the best... TV shows I ever created is called Breaking Bad. You know, Walter White was a 50-year-old public school science chemistry. teacher, chemistry, chemistry right. teacher, right? You know, making a very low, um, lower middle class wage. Sure. And uh just had a very humble life. And he was diagnosed with stage three lung cancer on his 50th birthday, never smoked a cigarette in his life. Uh, but that that kind of stuff happens. Um and I think the the insurance wouldn't cover all the chemo or something, right? So he had trouble paying the bills and paying for yep. chemo. And then basically stage three, I don't know a whole lot about um, the, the different stages there, but I know stage three, stage four is like pretty, it's basically terminal, right? Um, so he gets cancer and then in order to pay the bills, at least his excuse Was in order to pay the bills and leave something for his family when he's gone because he had a wife, uh, a son and a brand new baby daughter or his wife was pregnant or something.
1: Yes, they had a they definitely had a a baby, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, He wanted to leave him something because he was going to leave him essentially nothing. Right. So he decided the easiest way for him to do that was to cook meth because he's a chemist and one of his former students was a local meth dealer. So, (laughs) yeah, so he broke bad. Went from a chemistry high school teacher to a a meth dealer, uh, a pretty significant one at that in New Mexico. And then it snowballed from there, right? Like you think of the actions you take today, that butterfly effect, like Walter White's life. I Googled this because I posted about this on LinkedIn last week, kind of what we're about to talk about. And I found there was at least 200 confirmed deaths related to Walter White, but an unknown amount of of, uh, you know, secondary, third order or second order, third order effects and deaths and life's ruined and everything beyond 200. Yes. So who yep. knows what that final count is. But what Paul and I discovered is that life insurance doesn't just save the day, but it saves lives. Like it's not just there for when you die, but life insurance can literally save lives. And Walter White's a perfect, extreme example, but a perfect example nonetheless, so why don't you walk us through some of these things that that uh, that could have saved the day for Walter and his family and and saved countless lives?
1: Yeah, well I think first and foremost is, and we've mentioned this on previous podcasts. When you get sick, it's too late. Yep. Right. The best time to get insurance, life insurance, or any insurance. Like we talked. You you had the analogy of you know your house is on fire, right? You can't. It's too late. Too late to get that insurance. Right. No company in the world is going to underwrite that. Right. It's the same thing in this in Walter White's case. It was too late. Now he might have had some. He might have had some coverage. Right. Some some group term through the the. the, um,
0: the, school the county one, schools right. or whatever. Yeah. Right.
1: Um, but you know, was it was it adequate? Probably not. Group policies that I've seen, at least from from my clients, are, are fairly small. Um, you know, they're usually based on the income and it's like, hey, it's, it's, you know, five years of income or two years of income. Usually it's it's not much. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so first and foremost, having the foresight to to get insurance when you're preferably young and preferably healthy. Step one.
0: Yep. Absolutely. And right. you're probably not going to get any healthier than you are right now. Unless you're just you're really out of shape and you're working hard to get back in shape. So good for you uh, good for, for you for doing that. Uh, but chances are you're not going to get healthier as you age. Right. And right. even if you are healthier, you're older. So life insurance is going to cost more. More of the premium you pay is going to go towards the death. The same amount of death benefit as if you were right. younger. So, yeah. So well but Walter why? Now we talk about infinite banking concept style policies. So we just call them IBC policies for short, um, they require not require, but to benefit the most from them, you want to pay significant premium, right? You can benefit from a mild premium, but really you start where you're at. Maybe in his case, he could have done a 5,000 or $10,000 a year premium, right? But maybe, maybe he couldn't, maybe that 50, 60, $70,000 a year job, um, as a public school teacher, you know, with inflation and fuel prices and everything else like today, imagine that, um, wasn't enough, didn't leave anything left over for anything, planning whatsoever. So what what would the option have been for him?
1: Yeah, so we talked about this in episode 18, I think. Yeah. Convertible term insurance, right? And we talked about how convertible term is maybe slightly priced slightly higher than just vanilla term that you get from, you know, Googling term life insurance, right, And, and buying from the first company that pops up um however you you have that option where you lock in your health rating right at whatever it is standard preferred don't, doesn't matter but you lock in your insurability for that period of time that term in his case let's say he was a 30 year old teacher and locked in a million dollars of term for 30 years well he had 10 years of insurability left and he could have converted a portion of that term or all of it into a permanent whole life product meanwhile still having that term policy that he has contractual ability to pay premium on, still in force, just at a a reduced amount. So again, whole point, maybe he didn't have enough money for whole life, right? Because he was a single income breadwinner, but the term could have been there as well.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. And the the group term certainly would not be enough to support his family for more than probably one to two years, tops. and. You know the, the benefit to group term, if you cannot qualify for life insurance on your own, absolutely max out the group term. I just had this conversation with somebody the other day who, unfortunately, I had to talk to somebody this week, somebody who was going through ap- the application process, and they got denied. And I said, Hey, you have a W-2, you have a group term policy, go back to your employer or call that company through which you have the policy and ask, what is the maximum guaranteed issue amount? Because sometimes a company might guarantee issue up to two hundred fifty thousand in term insurance uh and that guarantee issue means you don't have to go through underwriting that's the benefit of group term right you're just lumped into the group nobody goes through any underwriting whatsoever they just want to know your 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 sex and your age and and that's basically it and then you get insured so go that direction if you can't get life insurance any other way
1: now that's sound advice for sure
0: yeah so good so walter could have done that could have had that convertible term insurance uh which could have some of the benefits uh we're going to list here that right they they do yeah yeah right
1: so you know one of the riders that we that that come with these policies that we issue generally speaking are uh one is called the accelerated death benefit rider uh sometimes it's called terminal chronic illness rider right but essentially the the company will allow you to basically access uh, that death benefit while you're alive, and of course we would just do this. It's basically a policy loan, right? Yeah. We're gonna do it if there's enough cash value. If there's not enough cash value, it's 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 done differently. But using the death benefit as the collateral to front you that death benefit so that you can pay those medical bills. Maybe you go do your bucket list, do that final, you know, whatever whatever it is you need. Um, and there's the specific criteria for the chronic illness or the terminal illness or whatever, but it allows you to access that money. So I mean, how much is that worth? Well, if he had a you know two million dollars of death benefit, he has access to a portion of that of that death benefit before he graduates. Right. And that is tremendous value. And it would have avoided the whole cooking methamphetamine meth- business.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he because part of that, his whole cooking meth was, well, one, I want to leave something for the family when I'm gone, leave a legacy But two, we got to pay the bills while I'm alive. So, and he couldn't do that. But, like you said, that death benefit typically um, you can take the loans against your cash value, the the amount of cash value you have saved up. It's always collateralized by your death benefit, technically. But in this case, you could actually take a loan against the entire death benefit that you have, which is, but, and it makes sense, right? From the insurance company's perspective, if, Say you have a permanent policy in place, or maybe you have a twenty-year term rider or you know, convertible term, in place. Sure. Um, you and your your terminal, meaning a a medical professional has said you have less than twelve months to live, then the insurance company is gonna have to pay out anyway. So they're just fronting you some of the money right now, and you're paying. Yep. You're still gonna pay interest on that. Um, so it's not like the insurance company is gonna lose big time, but It's, it's one of those things that's baked into most of the policies that we write. Like, it's just, you know, it's gratis. It's free. It's, it's just there. And most, almost nobody understands that piece of their policy until I walk them through and be like, Hey, did you even notice this? This is pretty cool. Just keep that in mind down the road. If God forbid anything bad happens.
1: Yep. Tremendous value. Yeah. Tremendous unknown value to most
0: people. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, it, Well, and then you mentioned the chronic illness rider, which is, you know, there's like six activities of daily living, bathing, toileting, yep. feeding, you know, getting around, uh, et cetera. If you can't perform two of those, then this rider kicks in and you get to access your death benefit uh, while you're alive. Pretty amazing. Yep. Yeah. I
1: tell you, it. Uh, once people read that though in their policy, they're like, oh, this is this is this is nice. I was like,
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes it is. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not technically long term care insurance, but it's right. It's very close. It's like it a It competes with it sort of. Yeah, it's like a first cousin to long term yeah. care insurance. Kissing cousins? Um that would be second or third cousin. I'm not quite up to I'll have to Google that one. Uh <laughs> When in Rome. Well, that doesn't really apply here. Yeah, but go on. Um <laughs> But here's one, and you mentioned it, access to cash value. So if you had one of these IBC style policies in place, uh, presumably he would have been paying those premiums for several years because he's 50, maybe he was uh, fortunate enough to hear about it when he was 30. So he's got 20 years of paying premiums, he's built significant cash value. Uh, he could just pull from that to pay those medical bills, to do whatever needs to be done while he's alive because knowing that even if he depletes all of that available cash value, he's still going to have a death benefit that is much larger than that. That's right. In place to be there when he's gone. Yep. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Oh, the death benefit's going to come in income tax free, right? Which I think most people know but, you know, that's that's It uh, bears
1: repeating cuz a lot of repeating. people don't Yeah, you're right. A lot of people people don't know that. I think we just assume
0: people know that, oh, life insurance is income tax free, just like every other type of insurance payout. But sometimes people are surprised when they hear, oh, oh, that $5 billion my family's going to get, they're not going to be taxed on it. Well, no, not for income. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So, well, you know, the next one was talking about that death benefit, but here's something interesting that I, I looked up, you know, this show the setting was new mexico mm-hmm. right i think albuquerque and very familiar you are
1: yeah i spent some time there yeah times tdy and stuff
0: okay yeah we've got uh there's an air force base there and i spent a couple weeks there a few years ago for some training and i i was a big fan of breaking bad so i googled like where's walter white's house where's jesse Pinkman's house like where's that uh, chicken place uh los pollos hermanos yeah which they renamed it it's not los pollos hermanos anymore it's a completely new uh restaurant which i don't i don't understand that i would think that would have driven a lot of business um but anyway i I actually went to walter white's house and got a picture taken out in front of it It it's pretty cool although it looked like a you know looked kind of like a a small little prison because there was big metal fence up lights, a sign that says, you know, no loitering or don't take pictures. So I parked a block right. away. It's
1: certainly not a property I would have, would have purchased, I think.
0: No, I don't know that that was a good investment uh, on their part, but I could be wrong. Um, so, but, oh, but back to my point of him being a New Mexico resident, this is something a lot of people don't understand about the cash value in your life insurance policies. In many states, in most states, in fact, and I looked it up for New Mexico, uh, his not only his death benefit, but his cash value was protected from creditors and bankruptcy. So say he had significant cash value built up, uh, but these medical bills were a million dollars and he didn't have that much. Well, he could have filed bankruptcy. I don't think there's no such thing as medical bankruptcy, but you can file that's part of your the whole bankruptcy package is—you can add medical bills and everything to it, as far as I understand. So he could have filed bankruptcy, and uh, wiped all that debt out, and still had access to all the cash value he had built up all over all those years. It could be two hundred thousand dollars, and it's still it's untouchable, except by him. Pretty amazing. Yep. Again, the
1: the attributes of this product are are phenom- i mean, they're phenomenal. Right, um, it's too bad they're not more more widely widely known. So it's really unfortunate.
0: Yeah, that's usually the question we get. Is um, I mean, I was talking to a, a client, well, uh, uh, not quite a client yet, but somebody this this last week, and he's a business owner, uh, a lot of cash coming in, a lot of cash going out, and I put together a really large policy for him, and he looked at it and he's like, well. He was almost at a loss for words or questions to ask because he was looking when we were walking through everything and explaining it to him. He's like, well, it's really kind of a no brainer. Why don't why doesn't everybody do this?
1: Oh, I love that
0: question. Yeah. So how do you how do you respond to that question?
1: Well, it depends. Um, but the more I think about it is, you know, we're bombarded with 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 disinformation about whole life insurance. Right. Not necessarily dividend paying whole life insurance but whole life insurance in general as a as a financial tool right and this mis- misinformation is is propagated by you know powerful powerful people people with a lot of reach people with endless amounts of money to to put ads on 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 TV or on YouTube or whatever to say hey look at you know when's the last time you saw a commercial for one of these things
0: right never no right no you don't
1: no, all you see is you know td ameritrade or, or and, and that's fine but what i'm saying is um it's not surprising that there's only whatever six or seven hundred ibc practitioners yet there's tens of thousands i'm, I'm, I'm assuming i'm making that number up well, but sure. certified financial certified financial planners broke you know different brokerages around so it's that's how i kind of leave with it. i was like well i'm not surprised look at Look at the current monetary regime that has been established. This is why you haven't heard of it. It's 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 kept from you by design. They use it in their own life. Mm-hmm. I had this conversation yesterday on the boat. Uh, they use it in their life, right? They take your money, gamble with it. Then, you know, for their pension plans, they're out there buying life insurance products in and yeah. annuities.
0: They're, they're buying guarantees.
1: Crazy. And they're like, really? I was like, yeah, you can look it up. I was like... Look it up. You can look it up on FDIC, how much cash value life insurance some of these big banks and big corporations have.
0: Yeah. A ton of it. Billions. Billions. There's there's a name for it, Boley and Coley. Yep. Bank-owned. and Bank-owned
1: life insurance and corporate-owned life insurance. That's right.
0: So, you know, if it's so big they have a name for it, then, you know, it's pretty prevalent. And I'm just going to look at the banks and see what they're doing, and I'm going to try to replicate it. Like yeah, my-
1: and wealthy families, too. you know we often mention one particular wealthy family, but you look at J.C. Penney, Walt Disney, and how those companies, you know, some of their origins where life insurance money was used as capital, as a source of capital or a source of collateral to do what those companies needed to do at the time they needed to do it. Yeah it's you know, yeah, hell, you and I. we got our start somewhere. Um, why didn't we know about it before then? Well, right? Because
0: we weren't taught it. Yeah, people in high places know that. I, I think our president. Has millions in whole life policies and permanent life sure. insurance policies. So I bet you he does. Yeah, um, I remember reading that somewhere. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you're right. It comes down a lot to money and who's doing the marketing. So life insurance companies are conservative for the most part. You know, the, the the ones that have been around for a long time and are going to stick around for a long time are very conservative. So their marketing budget is not going to be as great as. Uh, Merrill Lynch, uh, Edward Jones, RBC, right. UBS, any of those.
1: I would say this, especially companies that are focused on this product specifically whole life, dividend-paying whole life insurance. There's not a massive profit margin when you look at when you look at term providers like I don't know, like Primerica, for example, right? That's one of the better-known term uh, companies out there, yeah. right? You know, we've talked about this term almost never pays out or the, the, the company that administers SGI for the military. They're collecting, you know, $26 a month times, I don't know, a million and a half people mm-hmm. every month. Right? Yep. That's a lot of money. A lot of money. That's a lot of premium
0: that most, most of it will never be used to pay out a death benefit. Right. Because, I mean, that's that's just, you're just talking military and, and most of them are going to leave long before they die. Yeah. Um, so, yeah that's a that's a lot of income that has no obligation to it, really. I mean, it does while it's being paid, but you know once that person is done paying that income had no obligation so that's right, yeah, and well you said, term life almost never pays out. convertible term on the other hand, is a term policy that could pay out one hundred percent of the time if people take advantage of the conversion that's right, but it's that's still right, cheap right. and it's still cheap, yeah. Like
1: I said, I, I ran some numbers for for a gentleman a couple of weeks ago, and he was he's like, wow, that's not that much higher than, than uh, the quote that I got from wherever. And I was like, okay, great. Right.
0: Yeah. Great. Well, so, things. Let's get bring this. You know, gonna wrap this up and bring it back to Walter White. Things would have been so much different, not just for him, but for uh, a I lot lo- of people. So I looked this up. One hundred and sixty-seven people were on that airline that got blown out of the, or that collided those two airlines right. that collided 167 the, lives the dad was the atc guy who had just
1: over his daughter had just overdosed with what's his
0: with what's jesse yeah, with jesse with his other drug dealing yeah. partner
1: and he was oh my goodness yeah and, and he was, i was like it sees the stuff falling into the pool
0: yeah so it was in, indirectly right he didn't shoot it down or anything but indirectly he's responsible for those deaths um yep. and then yeah you know, drug dealers which okay Maybe it wasn't such a bad thing that uh you know some people got taken out. Collateral damage. Collateral damage sounds like a good title for a movie. Uh but you know, and then there's his uh brother in law Hank, who was a DEA agent. So Hank is dead now. So you got one good officer who's not around to take bad guys and drugs off the street. So that's gonna His partner too. His partner? Yep. His
1: uh, The brother-in-law had a partner there yeah, with him with like, right. a 12-gauge pump shotgun, which is—why would you have that in, like, open desert? You need, like, an <laughs> AR platform. But anyway, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So who knows how so many too guys, good, Two good, too good agents. How many lives they would have saved, you know, if they continued their career. Yeah. Um, you know, and all the wreckage that ensued with those lost lives and the families and loved ones left behind. So by the end of the show, his son hated his guts— you know, right. it was ashamed to to have the si- same last name. His wife hated him. He never knew his daughter. Um, yep. And his his face and name was plastered all over the country as one of the most you know FBI's most wanted, Heisenberg. Right. Yeah. So, what kind of legacy did he live leave, and what kind of legacy could he have left?
1: Right. I mean, there's two Walter Whites, right? There's the Walter White that. Was the IBC guy for 30 years, paying significant premium, had proper amount of insurance in force, um, and then there's the reality of Walter White, which was the complete opposite. The you know, he did cook some good meth. They said, <laughs> I don't know much about it, but it was, it was really crystal blue or something. Like it was really sought after yeah, was right and that's why the guy yeah. from Poyos Hormanos was like oh, you need to make this for me and here's my lab underground or whatever yeah and tu- under the
0: tuco really liked it too tuco like yeah, yeah.
1: so you know so he had a legacy from him from his recipe i
0: guess yeah so his legacy was uh murder and ruthlessness
1: Like yeah. that's
0: the legacy he left uh death and and hate And drugs, and you know what kind of legacy is that? What what kind of legacy could he have left if he had these IBC style policies, or at a bare minimum, a convertible term life policy, significant death benefit included? Um, He could have his son would be singing his praises, would love him forever, and he'd be toasting him, him. toasting him, you know, naming his kids after his father. Uh, His wife would would not have cheated on him with with Ted. And Ted would still be alive, so there's right, that. yeah. Um, and you know, he he would have a legacy of kindness and goodness, and he was really a good dude until he started until he broke bad. So, yeah, poor Walter, poor Walter, man. So for anybody listening, if you're going through tough times, you don't need to cook meth. Um, but if you're not going through tough times, or if, if you're going through tough times and you're healthy, you get life insurance. Like, it, yep. it takes no time at all. Just do it. It doesn't have to be with us. Just do it. Yep. Yeah. What is going to
1: prevent your family from thriving after you're gone, if you're gone, all of a sudden, right? And what what amount of money would that take, right? Likely it's whatever times your income, how many years, right? Yeah. So if you're 30, 35 times your income.
0: Yep. So how many years anyway. is your family going to be depending on your income? That's right. Yeah. And what, a, you know, what could happen in your life that could derail all of your financial goals and aspirations and plans from now until retirement and beyond? Like, what is one little thing that could derail all that? One thing could be a severe illness, you know, uh, yep. a medical issue, soaking up uh, all of your money and, and everything else and making you uninsurable. That's right. Yeah.
1: Yep. The future is unknown. You have, to, you have to
0: hedge against it. That's right. Well, I think uh, that's the most I've ever said the word meth in a in a twenty five minute yeah. period in my life. <laughs> it's not something I, you know, generally talk about. I don't know much about it, although I did see.
1: A, a, unfortunately, I saw a woman at the airport when we were going down to Florida that I think was a recovering. She might have been going to like a rehab place in Florida, so I don't. I don't know, but just you could tell. Yeah, like the signs. The, the the few things I do know are, are what people look like when they're doing it. And
0: yeah, well, I
1: hope she uh, hope she gets better.
0: It, yeah, and everything I learned, I learned from Breaking Bad. So right, if you haven't Very seen that one, uh, highly recommended. Not for kids. Uh, so nope. watch it when they're in bed. But yeah, all right. Well, I hope everybody was able to draw a good correlation. And I tell you, if you haven't seen the show, you go watch it. I hope you think every episode that you're watching, man. If he would had life insurance, uh, I'm sure they'll think that this show would be a lot more boring. But uh, right, yeah. it
1: would have been no show. Someone said out on Facebook, "Well, there wouldn't have been a show if that were the case." I'm like, oh, that's that's true. That's true. Well, he could have. It could have been an and asset, right? He could have done
0: both. He could have. No, you're not kidding. He <laughs> who he says who started says, the business with a policy loan. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, who, But who said you? He would have seen opportunity. Yeah, yep. He would have seen it in a different light. <laughs> or he could
1: have just been like a private lender and just been like the the, the guy who you know. Be like a, the brains know, behind the operation, yeah, right? Like the a silent a partner deal, but, or something. Like a,
0: a good drug dealer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah just a yeah.
1: capital provider. I mean,
0: yeah, you know. Yeah, no, I no. hear you. He's All an think- entrepreneur. Yeah. At the end That's of the right. day, he was an entrepreneur, uh, not a good one. Well, all right, everybody. I uh, hope you stuck with us and looking forward to next week. Not sure what that'll be, but uh, stick around, come back, and I uh, hope it'll be entertaining. If you if you like what you hear, thanks for the the uh, ratings. I think we got a lot of five-star ratings. We got one one-star rating, so congratulations. Yes. We hit the big Thank time. You. We've got a hater out there, yeah. at least one. He, uh, he or well, she made themselves known. For that
1: person, please... Go buy some term, invest the difference. Yeah. Spend the difference, invest the difference, and everything will be great.
0: Yes, and make okay. sure you pay for all your automobiles a month. and your house yep. with just cash. That pay you save cash,
1: pay cash. Yep, pay cash. Use that sinking fund, and uh, things will be great. No, but seriously, appreciate it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I, I hated like having seventy-one five-star ratings, you know, and. Uh, We'd like, you know, it just looks fake. That one star,
0: right? But yeah. Now it's legit because I definitely wouldn't go give myself a one-star rating. So yeah. Uh, if you have any questions, send them in, and we'll start covering those again. Maybe we'll do one every episode, like beginning of an episode. We can we can cover the most recent question or something like that. It uh, that might be a good way. Great idea. Great idea. One uh, that actually Paul had that I just stole from him <laughs> and uh, pass it off as my own. So, <laughs> all right, buddy. Hey, we'll t- we'll talk to you next week. See ya, pal. Hey, thanks for listening,
1: everybody. If you'd like to have a conversation with us to see how you can become your own banker, or if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to tackle in a future episode, please send us an email to Paul at
0: theibcguys.com. And subscribe and leave us a review if you're on Apple. Follow and leave us a five-star review if you're on Spotify. And please share this with your friends. We'll see you next week.